T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our next guest is a producer and director who has worked on projects for MTV, The History Channel, and such popular A&E shows as Live PD and Rescue Cam. And now he's back with a second season of the A&E show, Neighborhood Wars. Please welcome Pat Twist. Hey, Pat. Good morning. How you doing? Good. Welcome to the show. We're so looking forward to this. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. This is, uh, of course, we're huge Live PD fans, and uh, and I, I wish that thing was still around. It should still be around. Yeah, we're you know we was I actually worked on a spinoff with um, with Six uh, yep. PD Cam, and uh, he was a great guy. He was a great. I still talk to him. He was yeah. a, you know, and uh, but um. Yeah, it was you know it's uh, it's, it's we're, we're trying to we're trying to fill the void with with neighborhood wars. Shit, well, and it's a great idea because everybody has a story. If it wasn't you, you watched it happen. I, I, it reminded me oh, of yeah. all the things. Like I just remembered as a kid, we lived next door to this mean old man, and when you kick your ball over, he would literally pitchfork it like, <laughs> like a kickball, a plastic, anything that was inflatable. What a tool. Yeah, yeah. Not, well, my dad straightened his ass out and he stopped that business, but. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was, it, but everybody is either that guy has been in a fight with that guy or knows of that guy. There's just, there's no way to live in a neighborhood and not know yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, so, a, it's, it's extremely relatable. You know, it's like uh, one of the things we say is, is, is uh, um, it, it doesn't matter where you live, whether you're in, in the suburbs and your neighbor is across the street or, or next to you in the house, or you're in the city and, you, you know, you, you live in, in an apartment and you've got neighbors uh, you know, six feet above you or six feet below below you or, or just to your right or to your left, you know, or even if you live, you know, we we, we, deal with, we got some stories um, in, in real rural areas of the country where there's, there's one coming up in a, in, uh, in a bit um, that uh, where his, the guy's neighbor lives, his closest neighbor is, you know, 200 acres away, over a mile away, you know, like it's, uh, it's, and, and uh, so we've all, it doesn't matter where we live, or, you know, we've all got, a story, or like you said, or know someone, or seen someone, or you know, so it's it's infinitely relatable. Oh, I got another friend. I just remembered that uh, there's a guy he had a dispute with. The guy still flips off his house when he drives by, every Absolutely. single time. Every time, it doesn't matter if there's a person standing there or not. He goes, "I've looked out my window and seen him drive by in a car and flip my house off." Yep, <laughs> we've got actually a couple of there's a couple of stories that we have where the guy on his doorbell camera. There's probably 15 or 20, you know, we, we don't have the incident that actually started the feud back in the day, so we didn't do a story of it. Like, the guy's got 
countless days. He's just driving by in his car, and there he's got the finger up. It's just, it's like it's habit. Every time the guy drives by his house, the finger goes up. And yeah. it's just, you know, uh, it, it's funny. It's a good. It's it's uh, <laughs> you know, we, we like you said, we've all we've all got someone or know someone or a story that that's happened like that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's you're never going to run out of material. If you're just joining the show, Pat Twist uh, is a producer, a writer, and a director for this new idea, which Neighborhood Wars, I can't believe this hasn't been done before. I heard Jake and I were talking about it. I go, come on, how has this, this never happened before? This is this will be never-ending. Like, you'll never run out of material. Well, that's it's funny. We're, 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 <clears throat> as we're, we got into season two, uh, my team, which is, is really great, we, we started to... Um, they not even think outside the box as much as where are we, where are we, you know, like, where can we find this stuff? Where is the, and she, you know, of course, you know, TikTok has provided many, um, uh, Instagram, social media is where all this, you know, and, uh, but there are, there, there, there's some that we literally get, you know, just from news stories and we track these people down, you know, and we're, it's, and you got to think about it though. Like we're, we're at a time, uh, in, 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 in the, the world, world right yeah. now yeah. where, Everyone's got a camera on their smartphone. Sure. Everyone's got it. You know, that was, even 10, 15 years ago, it wasn't the way it is now. And the cameras are super good quality. And, you know, and now ring cameras are a huge thing that weren't back in the day. And drones. We've got drone footage of, of people filming their neighbors and dashboard camera. It just, this is the kind of show that. 10 or 15 years ago, you, you, you wouldn't have been able to, it wouldn't have been done with the, with the regular, this stuff wasn't getting filmed with the regularity it is right. today. Right. And no. it's just, and then you add in one thing like a pandemic for two years of people being stuck home mm-hmm. where they haven't had the opportunity to just go out and they're stuck with their neighbors living next to these neighbors 24 hours a day for the last couple of years. And you've gotten this, this, this kind of wealth of, of, of footage of clips that are just like, you know, where we're literally, we have to do like, okay, they're like, we can't do another porch pirate segment, right? You know, like we're just, there's so you're like, let's, let's save them and do a compilation in another couple episodes. Right, or let's sure. do another, you know, because there's just so much of this now. And it's, you know, it's mind boggling too. All the, you know, like that's one of the, it just honestly, it always kind of gets me. It's like, you're just stealing random stuff. You don't even know what are in those boxes. No, no, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, they could be, you know, it could be a dust buster filters. Yeah. It could be, it doesn't make like, you know, and I guess that's the kind of the thrill. That's the, the is what are we going to get? But it's, that, they're the ones that get me all the time. That are just, you know, the, the people that just run up, grab a package and run off in the hopes, I guess, of getting something good. But, I think uh, it's know. the thrill, though, because it feels like middle-aged women, like you, you look at you go, you don't look like a lifelong criminal. And they're always like these pudgy like suburban wives, yeah. and I'm like, are you just walking by stealing stuff? Well, you think about it, they must, they, they're not at a job. Right. They're not going to work. I guess they're, you know, and there was one we had where, where the, the car was literally following oh. the Amazon delivery van. That was the you big know, lady, was, the fat lady who fell behind was, the bush? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she was great. But there's, yeah, it, it's just, you're, you're right, though. There's this kind of never-ending uh, well of, of, of clips that are just, you know, that we can dip into. And that's part of the fun of the show is being like, all right, what's, what's this next episode going to be? Well, oh, I, mean, just, you know, I just watched. There's a guy. We can give you his phone number, dude, just, just as a gift. that uh, It was up north, and uh, they wouldn't let him move his shop onto his property. Even though he has tons and tons of acreage, they wouldn't let him move his business onto it. 
uh, and, and put a sign up. So he ended up buying a giant wooden sculpture of a middle finger and a hand and mounting it on a 40-foot pole. And to this day, and then, of course, then they tried to take him to court over it. And, and he, it was, it's art. And it was protected under their bylaws. And to this day, it still stands. There's like a 60-foot middle finger sticking out of his front oh, yard. Oh, that's great. It's awesome. I'd love it. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> Jake, you know what I'm talking about. Jake will pass on the phone number to you guys. Yeah, yeah that, absolutely. That's the stuff I love. Like, I, I saw the other day there was some a dog barking dispute I was reading about in the newspaper, and the guy goes, oh, that's fine, and put up, like, a 15-foot tall wooden fence, and now the people can't see anything. Like, they're just blocked right. in. And they're like, yeah, well, thanks no, for complaining about my dogs. Now this is how it's going to work. There you go. It's, that's the, it's these little petty things. I mean, listen, some of these are, are, are legit, like, legit beats and big and, and, and you know, and, but honestly, there's the... I've said it before. We, we go everywhere from you know people throwing dog poop over the fence oh, to to someone driving their car right through some of their neighbor's front door. You know, like it's uh, they, we run the gamut. I used to putt my uh, dog poop. So here I'll give you a short truth. <laughs> this is totally true. At this rental house in Westwood, and uh, it was next to a fur storage place. Now these guys are going to know who did it. Uh, but this is a long time ago. Uh, the guy was a dick. He was just a dick, and he had a little stripe of grass. Next to my yard. I live in this little bitty rental house. And literally, I even mowed it for him. But for some reason, he saw dog poop in this two-foot-wide swatch. Of gra- and then talked to me about it. Like, was like, hey, blah, blah. It really let me up. So then I just started, I, I got a putter. And every time my dog would crap it, it would solidify a little bit. I would just putt it into his parking lot. And, and that went on for years. I putted dog poop into that dude's parking lot. For years, I did that. And occasionally, we may have thrown M80s up on his roof to set the alarm off at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but you know as a rule i try to stay away from these shenanigans now but it's you know sure. it's a it's a passive aggressive most of the time but sometimes it does come to full bore fist fighting in the street and most of the time it's chicks yeah well you know it's that's the thing there's all there's uh, as we've noticed too it's like there, there's all ages too i mean we've got one uh, there, there's an episode kind of where it's 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 uh i think everyone in there's four or five people involved they're all over the age of 75 or 80, and they're arguing over a parking spot in, Philly, in, uh, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, they're just, you know, they're dropping F-bombs. They're, they're grabbing each other's shirts. They're pulling each other. One guy go get Jack and tries to jack the guy's car up. Who knows why, what he's going to try to do to get the car out of the space. But it's just, it's fascinating. Oh, well, you know. We just said it on the one the other day that it happened uh, that we that we're working on a show at, about kids at a um, you know, just at, at the skate park, you know. So it's, it doesn't matter the age, doesn't matter the 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 race, the color, the skin, the the you know the, no. the age, the, anything. It does, you know. It, it your neighbors are your neighbors, and you're you know like it's it's uh, everyone's got to you know you, you live with someone that's sort of know to someone, and you, odds are that you you're just you're not always going to get along. Oh. I remember my dad, you just reminded me of this. We lived on a corner lot growing up, and every once in a while, some carload of kids would cut through the yard, right? It was just, you know, they'd, you'd go farming, right? So then my dad just was like, okay. I just remember him down in the basement with a two-by-four who painted it then green and drove screws through it. Oh. And my mom going, my mom going, Bill, Bill, you can't, you can't do that. Like, this will cause much more trouble. And he was like, and they went out. I don't know how long. I don't think it necessarily ever got a kid's tire. But I bet they sat out there for two or three weekends, man. It was he had had enough, and he was definitely gonna go for it, man. That's funny. We got we have another one coming up where there's a, uh, a guy who's um, it was uh, right around the election, and he's he's, he's, uh, he's got signs on his front lawn for uh, for the his 
his chosen candidate, and uh, kids would keep coming by and ripping them up and, and grabbing them and running. And this guy had enough, and he sits down and he loads his he loads his uh, uh, paintball gun up, and he waited there for like two or three days in the dark all night. And sure enough, Crazy. kids come back, <laughs> <laughs> lit them up. Like, you know, He's laughing as he's, you know, and it was paintballs. There, no, no one's, no one's getting seriously hurt, but the, you right. know, and uh, uh, but it was great. He, you know, the, he wanted to get, the, you know, he, like you say, he waited, and he, he's like, enough of this. I'm do, you know, like, sure. you can tell the cops, oh my, my signs got stolen. What are you going to, you know? And they're like, sorry, kids, he said, you know. So, and, uh, you know, he didn't have any, didn't have any kids taking his his signs off his lawns anymore after that. But Listen, I, I love this. I cannot wait to see it. Eight o'clock Wednesdays. A&E, and it's called Neighborhood Wars. If you guys haven't seen it, and then we'll let, let's stay in touch, Pat. I'm going to put you on with Jake, by the way, who said he's got the number for the uh, the big yard finger guy. Oh, absolutely. We'd love to. Yeah, please. That'd be great. And uh, I'll pass it on. Look, look, look. Uh, let's stay in touch. Let's talk more as the season yeah, goes on. I can't wait. On. I'm glad you guys love the show, and, uh, you know, we're we're already working on more of them. So, uh, you know, like you said, there's, there's more coming your way. Excellent. Excellent, my friend. All right, we'll talk soon. I'm going to put you on with Jake. Hold on. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, tribute records can be hit or miss for me, but I start looking at the players on it and I go, who all is on this? Of course, D is on it, but I mean, Ingve Malmsteen and, and, and Teddy Randonelli. Uh, George Lynch is on it. Um, Steve Morris is on it, which is amazing. Mike Portnoy, Rudy Sarzo, Eddie Ojeda, and D do theme for an imaginary Western. And it's all about Leslie West, about the band Mountain. Mm -hmm. Leslie was just a bigger-than-life, loved guitar player who really, you know, I don't think he ever got his true due from the public, from the listening public. The musicians all knew. But uh, but he was he was really just genuinely something special, man. Let's find D.
are the original SMF. Mr. D. <laughs> Woof. Yeah, hey, man, I, I heard about your dad. I'm so sorry, brother. I'm I so sorry. It. Thank you, dude. Yeah, you know. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I know I'm dealing with my wife's father's uh, in his 80s. He's got advanced dementia, and we're dealing with all that stuff. So, um, really, uh, <laughs> I get it more than you know. So, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry, brother. I love um, we'll talk. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a call off the air. We can, yeah. we can uh, talk more about that, you know. But, uh, you know, the, you, you were just running through the, some of the people on this Leslie Legacy record. And that's what, first of all, I'm not surprised. But when I look, I'm going, wait a minute. Martin Barr from Jethro Tull? Right. Elliot Easton from The Cars? Robbie Krieger from The Dogs? Rand, Doors? Randy Bachman? Slash? Yeah. I'm like, I mean, I mean, if, you, if you're a, a music fan and you look at this list, you've got to say, wait a second, is more to Leslie West than, than Mississippi Queen? Right. Right. No, you do. And Charlie Starr from Blackberry Smoke, who's, who's a brother. And, I mean, just different. This is this is across the board. And we were talking about the thing that it, I don't think Leslie ever got the, his real due from the public because I don't think they understood how influential he was, how he got his sound, the, the way he played. He was just, and, and, and is by all accounts, a fantastic human being as well. You know, I'm, I, I'm, he was a, my, he's my favorite guitar player, period, for me. I'm not a singer, but it was the reason I loved him so much is I could sing all of his solos. They were so melodic. Right. And then I became friends with him uh, in the 80s, and we, till, till his death, we were friends, socialized. And, you know, so I, I, did, I got to meet my hero, and he did not disappoint me in, in any way, you know. He was an amazing guy. And, yeah, you talk about the, the influence. It was, and, and one other thing, let's not forget, I was, uh, I was doing an a all-star show called Kings of Chaos with Billy Gibbons. I said, Billy, you a fan of Leslie West? And he said, oh, yeah, but that voice. Yeah, and, I, and you that voice. He's a fat Jewish kid from Long Island. He sounded like an old black dude from Mississippi, right. you know. And so right. you know that was another a great thing about Lizzie, that powerful voice. But you talk about the influence and how far-reaching. Uh, look, you go you go the other way. Uh, Michael Shanker is one of his biggest fans. I love Leslie. Michael Shanker is the biggest influence on the entire Bay Area thrash scene. Sure. Period. All those guys are Michael Shanker devotees. So if Michael's a Leslie devotee, then by, by connection, they are all part of Leslie West's uh, legacy. And then, I don't know if you know this, over 100 hip-hop tracks have sampled Leslie West music. You know <laughs> I that? had no idea. That's great. That's dude, great. Dude, 99 Problems? Yeah. Leslie West. Yeah, that's right. Leslie had so much platinum and gold on his walls from Kanye, from Jay-Z, all these over 100 hip-hop tracks. It's insane. So he reached that community as well. No, it's what you dream for as a musician, right? That you can cross everything and just and be something and create something that people really love and hold on to. Yeah, but I think that, I, I, you know, I know that Leslie was kind of stunned. You know, again, yeah. again, he's just a, I mean, he was the first one to say, yeah, there's a little fat guy from, well, he wasn't little, actually, but, yeah. but a, a fat Jewish kid from Long Island and uh, who sang like a Mississippi blues man and played like, uh, you know, he was like, he, he was like, he was Eric Clapton devotee, but to me, and there were people out there, that's, a, that's, a, that's sacrilege, but to me, it was more tangible to me. Eric tends to be a little bit esoteric for me. Leslie was always just right in your face, simple and sweet. I feel the same way. I feel exactly the same way. I could not agree more. 
And and you know Leslie told Leslie he played with Jack Bruce, he played with Ginger Baker, Cream, uh, Felix Papillardi, the producer of Cream, was his bass player and his producer. And he said, "But I will not." And I never have met Eric Clapton. And I said, why? He because I'm afraid that as a person he might disappoint me and I'll be crushed. And I said, Leslie, I don't know about that, but I met you and you have been nothing yes. but uh, you just, uh, you're the greatest guy. You did not let me down. So No, and that, and that really is a big thing. And, you know, we've told this story a thousand times, so I won't go deep. But, you know, I met you when I was a young kid. I mean, I was a kid. You were, you were on the Maiden tour. And we had snuck our way backstage. We're hanging out, and you guys had rolled by. You're opening the show, and you turned around. Just it's like an old Coca-Cola commercial, and said hello, and that meant the world to me. Like you know, you were seven and a half feet tall, going on seventy and a half feet tall. Uh, you know what? I mean, it's it, but it's it's it's, uh, and I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad, and we became friends in later years, just like uh, you know me and Leslie and 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 Johnny. I you know consider you to be a friend, and, and I hope you consider me of course one as well. And um, but you know, it, it, but there are you know uh, our heroes sometimes dis- do disappoint us. Without but this doubt. is an argument that I have all the time. Do we hate the art because we don't like the artist? You know, if we found out that Michelangelo was uh, was 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 you know uh, raping babies, just to be totally awful this morning. Sure, uh, but no, I think the answer is yes. I really would do. Would we take down the Sistine Chapel? Would we take it down? We no longer enjoy anything from Michelangelo because we found out that he had he was disturbed. And by the way, aren't most artists disturbed? Right. <laughs> um, well, isn't that why they're creating art in the first place? So but, but it's, we, a, it's, a, it's a weird thing. I also have to point out again that this this whole retirement thing. Doesn't seem to be working out. I feel like you've been. Uh, I look across the board. Everything that's been happening from from your music to new music to uh, you know putting out this Leslie West tribute to Leslie West being a part of that too. Uh, I saw you popping up in the news a, a couple weeks ago, and I was super proud for you. I was like, yeah, because that's what we're, politics we're talking about or the Ukraine. Those poor bastards over there. We we scream and cry and kick our little heels about some kind of inconvenience, and we call it a freedom. And and these poor bastards are over there fighting for their very lives, for their children's lives. Hey, oh my God! Yes, I mean I've gotten very involved in that with an organization now called World United Live, and um, and and my job has been to try to get celebrities to record messages to the Russian people because they're misinformed. Putin is shutting down a lot of the uh, a lot of the social media sure. websites, but you can't block every URL. And, for, and, and, and we're in a day and age where people are more likely to listen to their heroes than they are to listen to politicians or media. So I've been reaching out to people, and one of the people I got the ear of was Schwarzenegger. Nice. We hung out for a weekend. He invited me to his Arnold uh, Sports Festival in Columbus. And on that, during that weekend, we just started World United Live. And I said, listen, man, we're trying to get messages to the Russian people. Would you do one? And he said, yes, I will. I'll do one. And I said, send me, give me, send me a script. Some kind. Now, that's his own take on it. But that was the gist of it. Connect with the Russian people. Tell a story about where, you know, your connection to them. And then tell them the truth of what's going on. And as a result, now Arnold is an enemy of the state <laughs> in Russia. Right. Yeah. But, but people are hearing the message. Well, and people that, are hearing the message. People, we don't understand that the propaganda is as old as, as time itself. It has been around forever and ever. And it used to be they'd drop it from airplanes on little pieces of paper for people who couldn't even read with just drawings that told you a story. 
Our propaganda, it, it's the way we've influenced nations it's, heart, or nations, it's hearts and minds. And if you think social media isn't the, the greatest tool for propaganda, you've, you're not paying any attention at all. It, it really, these poor guys, I, I, and you've traveled the world, you understand. You, I, when I, we got to go to Russia, it was incredible. Everybody under the age of 40 was really easy to talk to, really accepting, really cool. And then I ran into some people in their late 50s who remember the curtain and remember what they were fed about the United States and about Americans and it was the only time in my entire life I've ever genuinely felt anti-American sentiment while I'm out traveling. And I wasn't mad. I was fascinated by it because you could see the anger and the fear in their eyes when they were talking to me. Like, they were barking at me. And it was really, it was, it was very genuine. And I thought, man, they've been led to this. They've only been told this. They don't know me. Don't be offended. But it's very real. Well, first of all, you know, people need to travel. People need to get out of their backyard. I know you say it's cost money, it's expensive. I think the government should should send people away to just come in contact with other people in the world and see that we're all kind of just we're all just at the mercy of our governments, right? And we're just trying to survive and raise a family or or live or have a job or just trying to live yeah. our lives, you know. And so you got to see that. But that, by the way, you mentioned our target audience for World United Live. The young people in Russia, they are getting the information. Yep. So you can't block every URL, and that's one of our things. You know, Putin can try and block TikTok and Instagram, but you're still going to seep in there because there's so many websites. And and Arnold did and and other uh, celebrities are as well. But it's that audience that was born into the Iron Curtain, then became, well, after Glasnost, became part of a free uh, Russia right. and Soviet Union. And, and, and they're the ones who are the most in the dark, the most confused, the need to be reached out to. So I've been really working with some organizations that are subversive over now in Eastern Europe. I really, this is, this is, I'm no longer a rocker. Now I'm a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just fighting on the, there. But the, the resistance. The, yeah. Yeah, the resistance. And they said, listen, they said, if you want to get to that, those people in Russia, 80s action heroes. <laughs> I said, what? Because they love 80s action heroes. Yeah. If you get Stallone, if you get Schwarzenegger, if you get Bruce Willis and, and, and Nick Cage and go down, if you get the Expendables <laughs> yeah. talk to them, yeah. you will win this war. So now I am, I'm like blowing up Dolph Lundgren and I'm blowing up <laughs> Sylvester. I'm, getting, I'm working these phones like a lunatic. It's that damn guy that cross-dresses on the phone. Uh, you know, so I'm trying to get them to do what Arnold did. I was stunned. 80s. Action heroes. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I when I was over there, that's the one thing I noticed. They use them for their advertising. They know that the, they they admire strength and that physicality and that image so much. So they'll pay those guys great big money to come over and be their the spokesperson for Steven a bank, Zagall. like Steven Seagal, like Bruce Willis had done it. I saw some Bruce Willis stuff over there. Uh, he was the face of a bank while I was there. And he was like, you know, you can trust me. I'm strong, just like this bank. Blah 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 blah. And it's just it's it's just branding. It's crazy. Uh, Man, but you really are going to affect change, and I and I, I really know that, D. And uh, the one thing I can always count on you for is honesty, dude. Uh, I've never seen, I've never known another human being that hypocrisy angered the way it angers you. It's uh, <laughs> oh, man. man, man, I'm like, I'm, a, uh, yeah, I'm having a big problem because it's st they still have people standing on the sidelines saying, "Well, I don't want to mix politics." Seriously, we got the most dangerous man in the history of of the world. It, 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 it is acting up, and now you're still going to stand right. on the sidelines because you don't want to split your audience? Yeah, this isn't what audience. This he is, pushes that button, what audience? This is you about idiot. humanity. You're exactly right. This is about humanity.
It always is. It's not that. It's about freedom. It's about real freedom. It's about wrong and right and sticking up for somebody when they need the help. It's, it's who we were always supposed to be and who I've always believed all my life as an American, who we're supposed to be. So, well, you are, I am, and this conversation will continue. All right. Again, I love my you. brother, my condolences on your dad. And, uh, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, okay? I'll talk to you very soon. I love you, D. Take care, man. Take care, man. Bye. you, D does not give an F what you think about D. He has ascended. His given F was broken a long time ago. And thank God. And and listen, uh, D will call me out uh, on, uh, if I if look, if he catches me like doubling back on something or, or being a hypocrite. He'll be like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, it, it's real with him. I've never known another human being who lived the way he does, and it, it is truly admirable because it takes a lot of strength to constantly. And, and just honestly, look, just live the way you say you are. Believe the way you believe. Never bending on the rules, even if it's somebody close to you. You're like, hey, man, that's not acceptable. And, uh, and since the very beginning, remember, this is the same guy who, when they were trying to smoke him in the very beginning of his career, uh, it was those jackholes, uh, Tipper Gore and his her stupid, and, and uh, you know. Um, Al Gore. Whatever, idiot. <laughs> Pussy whipped at you whole. And uh, so, you know, and that twat. And, you know, they were trying to really kill rock and roll. And they're such idiots. And, you know, this is the other side. This is the, and again, this is, this is where I always, uh, I'm always confused with listeners. Like, if I say something and it happens to be a Republican or something of that, then I'm that guy. And now these guys are Democrats and they're, and now these guys will be pissed off at me. But the truth is they were super twats and they were trying to censor music and it backfired them so bad. They're so out of touch that they tried to censor music, and all they really did was put the seal of approval of rebellion on the cover. And we used to go into the record store and go, which ones of these have, mm-hmm. have parental, uh, you know, the little PMRC stickers? And I'm like, give me that one, give me that one, give me that one, give me that one. NWA thanks you. Oh, my God. They would have never had it without this. But when we didn't know how it was going to turn out, who went there? Frank Zappa, D. Snyder, yeah. John Denver. <laughs> but these guys, they, they, don't, they don't get the right credit, I think, for... for by the way, John Denver. Well, they couldn't. The best part was they couldn't get D in to the hearings fast enough because they saw the dude in cowboy boots, jeans, a sleeveless cut-up T-shirt, and the giant hair, and they, and they thought, thought, what an idiot. Oh, they thought they were going to school him, right? Like mm. these, these, these pseudo-intellectual, condescending twat bags were going to tell him and just let him do himself in. And, so how, how'd that go? Yeah, and he, let he him sat down the and spewed it, and it was beautiful. Yeah. He, <laughs> the most well-spoken man in the room. I don't know if anybody's ass went back to the correct size. He <laughs> <laughs> was something else, man. I mean, he's, he love him, don't love him, buy his stuff, don't buy his stuff. He's right. And, uh, he, and he walks the walk, man. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
on the hotline right now, Ari Mark is stopping by the show. Uh, he's one of the directors with this new show on HBO. It's a docuseries mm-hmm. called The Invisible Pilot that looks crazy interesting. Well, I'm a fan of all things, uh, uh, you know, subversive and strange and uh, hidden and CIA riddled and, and the idea of um, smugglers. And, and look being, over here, not over here. Yeah, and the fact that it was just down the road in Arkansas, uh, which, of course, was a part of the, the whole American-made uh, situation the the whole uh, what was it, Tom Barry, Cruise, Barry Seal Barry Seal is who that was based on. Yeah. And so I'm a I'm a fan of all that. This is another very similar but yet wildly different uh, scenario, but from the exact same part of the country. Our next guest is a producer and director who is one of the people behind the new three-part HBO docu-series that tells the story of Gary Betzner, an Arkansas crop duster who led a devil life smuggling drugs and eventually smuggling guns for the CIA. Please welcome Ari Mark. Hey Ari. Hi. How are you? Listen, I'm so excited about this because it's just down the road in Arkansas, and we do a lot of motorcycle trips down in that part of the country. So it's I don't know for some reason it's it's extra fascinating to think of this part of the of the United States being so connected to our CIA to this subversive guerrilla training to drug smuggling. It's it's pretty fantastic. Yeah, I mean, look, guys, it's uh, I, I I I am not plugging when I say you definitely need to check this thing out, and there's so many spoilers baked into it because there's so many twists and turns that I'm trying to sort of dance around what I should say and what I shouldn't say. But uh, the truth is, is, is that is in Arkansas. I mean, not just Arkansas, but that, that part of the country. I mean, you have some incredible uh, talent, some pilots who were really unbelievably talented. And I, and I guess they kept going back to the well because, um, you know, this guy was the real deal. Uh, I started as a crop duster, of course. Well, listen, and, I mean, uh, off know, the just, grid. It's all, all as off the grid. All of oh, yeah. Arkansas, you know, and they're, they're by the very nature of, of an Arkansas human. Uh, they are anti-government <laughs> and very anti, what don't, you know, it's very private down there. And trust me, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird state. There's only two, two kinds of people in Arkansas, like fantastic, wonderful, good human. And what the f- are you like? There's, there's only, there's no in between in Arkansas. And so the idea of CIA doing anything like this and using uh, an airstrip or using somebody out of there is it's not surprising to me. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean it's it's um, you know it's pretty involved, uh, you know the story, and I, I I don't know that that's necessarily where you know he intended to be or end up, but it has this weird Forrest Gump quality where you kind of uh, over the course of this series you see this guy who you really never heard of. Um, and he's really just popping up in these, you know, very historical kind of epic American moments, you yeah. know. So um, scratching your head going, how the hell did he did he manage to fall into every one of these scenarios and come out alive? Gifted you know? pilot. Gifted uh, pilot. That's what they all say, that he was he was an amazing gifted pilot. Uh, ends up as a crop duster down there. But then he fakes his own death. Like, so clearly, I mean, a level of crazy, it's hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is crazy. And I, you know, I'm trying to kind of think about what I should say, but the truth is, is like, here's what I'll just say. You've got a guy who's an unbelievable talent. He's charismatic. He wows the local townspeople with all of his flips and his moves as a crop duster and drops cold beers to them, you know, while he's flying over them and stuff. And you know, it was a little bit of like a local legend just right. for that. Sure. And then one day, he takes his kids out for ice cream. He pulls the car up to the local bridge, and boom, you never see him again. 
So, uh, you know, they all, you know, they're all kind of in a state of mourning and, um, you know, it's a very dark period for them in their life. And, um, and, you know, then we reveal some real surprises and, uh, yes, some hypnosis as well, as you guys mentioned, um, that is really just hard to believe and hard to explain. Um, but does factor into this as a kind of, uh, you know, kind of a self trance. So to, tell me um, something. To make their story as believable as possible. How much money and drugs are we talking here? We're talking. We're talking Pablo Escobar stuff. You know. Wow. Wow. Uh, we're we're talking all the way up to the top. So, you know, uh, you know, hundreds of millions. I mean. Mm. And we're talking about also the, the same thing. We saw the American made, which we know is true with Barry Seal. And it is the CIA, like anybody who doesn't believe that everything was happening with, uh, you know, Sandinistas and Nicaragua and trying to, to you know, unsettle and, and, and kind of reconvene down there uh, with, with Ali North and everything that went along with it. I mean, there, there is a very real, very honest, very genuine story down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of Americans, and I'm speaking for myself here too, you know, um, unless you really grew up in that period or even if you did, I think that scandal, you know, was really something that was just very hard for people to understand. Right. And, you know, I don't think the media also did a very good job of really explaining it. And so when you ask people about Iran-Contra and you ask them about that scandal, they seem to have a really hard time you know, articulating what it actually was about. I, I, I had a really hard time, and I think part of what we were trying to do in this show was really break it down for people and, and also kind of without making this a political uh, project because we, we didn't really want to do that because, frankly, uh, we're just tired of, of politics. <laughs> sure. Well, no, this but, is about piracy and greed. This is, I mean, you know, with this yeah, guy, exactly. this is about greed exactly. and, and being crazy. Exactly. And the idea, though. Exactly, exactly. And there's, yep. Go there's ahead. a lot of parallels. Yeah. Well, it's the idea, though, the guy goes down there and he's willing to deal with who he's got to deal with. The fact that he knows he's got situation here in the United States, you and you're living a dual life and you can trust nobody. You've got to keep everything to yourself because, you, I mean, you put your own family at risk. And I don't know when you when you when you get into this movie, if you're just joining the show, Ari is with us. Now, he's the director and a producer uh, and he has put this together of this docuseries called The Invisible Pilot that starts April 4th on HBO. Now, when you want to get into this. Of course, there's, there's going to be court documents. There's going to be some record of this. But you've got to go down there, and you've got to get people to talk. You've got to get factual, firsthand accounts. Otherwise, it doesn't work, right? Like how, do you, how do you ingratiate yourself into these people and get them on camera? That's a really, really good question. Um, well, so it's two parts. First off, you really need the, the, the court documents. You really need the archival. You really need the proof to weave into the series not just to sort of, um, you know, just, not just for legal reasons, of course, but also because, you know, you want the audience to buy in, and we want to build credibility with right. them over the course of the series to make sure they understand that this is not made up. The other piece of it, as far as going into a place like Hayes in Arkansas, where, to be honest with you, I have no business being there, you know, so, um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm in some ways a foreigner coming in. Uh, the reason why we had such authenticity and such good relationships with people was because there was a uh, a local filmmaker, first-time filmmaker, who grew up with one of the subjects and was along for the ride with us. And he um, he had been documenting and doing some of his own interviews 
as early as 2009. So, um, so this has been a long, you know, long, long, long process, and we inherited a bunch of his archival material, and so uh, there was a lot of it, and it needed a lot of shape, but it allowed us to kind of, um, you know, tell the story in a way that shows that we're kind of on the inside. Yeah, and it, it's not easy because there's just a, obviously a natural distrust of any outsider. Then there's the he said, she said, the the legend that gets twisted and bent uh, throughout time. You've got to find out some way to correlate it with the court documents and make it real. And and then just the strange nature and the crazy truth of it all makes it unbelievable. Yeah, you said it really well. I mean, I, I think this is the reason why uh, we like scripted shows, but we love documentaries. Love them. Because love them. They're real, you know, and, and I don't, people don't want to be lied to all the time, you know. And so here's something where, you know, you're putting it in front of them. It's, we're not saying it's based on a story. We're not saying it might have happened and could have happened and we're inflating a certain part of it. No, this is what happened. This is real. And you can hear it from the people who are there. Why is it, like, after that, like, say, take American Made. We have this fascination, or, or take The Godfather, doesn't matter, with... We know their guys are criminals. We know they're doing bad stuff. But there's a brashness and a gangster thing to them that we, we end up romanticizing to the point where we have a, an affection for them. Dude, it's, it's, such, it's such a good point. It's, I think a lot of it has to do with being an American. I mean, I'm, I really do think this will play really well internationally. I think a lot of just humans can relate to that. Yeah. So quintessentially American is like the Wild West, man. You know, like this is like, you know, take it into your own hands and... And make something of yourself and pursue the American dream and do it at whatever cost. And, you know, I'm not saying it's always right. I'm not saying, you know, I support a lot of those decisions personally. But the truth of the matter is, is like, it's hard not to right. get excited by that ride. Yeah. yeah, no, I can't wait to watch this. Listen, it's going to be happening, guys, April 4th, HBO, HBO Max. Uh, it's called The Invisible Pilot. Uh, Ari, anytime, man. You're welcome here. Anytime. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's really cool. Hi, brother. Take care, man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.